Are you guys doing a free birth? Yes. So that includes like never going to the doctor to get like checked up on throughout the pregnancy? Yeah, we haven't gone many times. I feel fine. Like I I don't feel like I'm having any problems. So there's no reason to go. Like hospitals are for sick people. If you're not sick, you shouldn't be going to the hospital. everybody welcome back to root awakening a health podcast if you want updates on my life you can go to my instagram or my youtube both of those are linked in the show notes and really i just want to give you some updates about primal meetup before we get into this episode more people are joining all the time and it's just going really well and we have such solid positive helpful community on there for those of you who don't know i created an app called primal meetup for community and dating and friendship and parenting in the carnivore raw primal space so if you're interested in eating raw meat if you eat a lot of meat in general if you're in like the carnivore world i think you'll love this app there is so much diet dogma and so much hating online. I got so sick of it. And with some encouragement from my audience members, I created this app. I use it for dating and friendship and just like a general sense of community that is supportive. I moderate this group and I don't really have to do a lot of moderating because everyone that joins is so cool, Um, but I make sure that no one is hating in there or treating people in a shitty way and I'm just really proud of it. We've just created a quite a bond with everyone there and the vibes are excellent and it's great to see who's single in a community when you have a more specific diet so check it out the link is in the show notes hello everybody welcome back to root awakening a health podcast i'm really stoked i have carson and brietta with me they're a primal couple and they're pregnant with a primal baby and I'm just gonna let you guys know right now I'm probably gonna get a little weird because I love pregnancy and I get really excited about a new life on earth so I'm just like extra arguably too excited to interview you guys and um, I found out about Carson and Brietta because I was recommended to interview you guys I've been looking for a primal couple and I'm like You know, I started a dating app in the primal world and I love talking about romance and dating and I've been wanting to find a primal couple to interview and um, Matt Meditation recommended you guys and I found you guys and I'm like, wow, amazing. And then, oh, they're pregnant too. And I'm just so excited to, to hear from you guys. This is like goals. Uh, for me, I'm looking for my husband, I'm looking for my baby. (laughs) And um, yeah, you guys are doing it. You guys are doing it, which is awesome. So Carson and Brietta, welcome to Root Awakening Health Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yay. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned uh, Matt from Meditation. I'm supposed to be going on a podcast with him as well. I just haven't set up a time yet. Awesome. Yeah, he I keep telling him that he's poaching all of my guests. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We've been having like similar guests on um 
And I think that it's a totally different experience interviewing with him than me. So it'll be fun. I went on his uh, podcast too, and he came on mine. So we're all just cross pollinating and it's cool because it's a different vibe with each person, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I would love to hear how you guys met. Can we start there? Um, well, on Instagram, I just sent her a message and basically said she was cute. And uh, it all started from there. And uh, yeah. We went camping for like three months together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like we jumped right in time. And uh, I mean, a month after we met, <laughs> she was pregnant. So. <laughs> Yeah, wow, it, that's it so inspiring. Quick. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. But did you guys just feel like, well, if it clicks, it clicks? Like Yeah. Very well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot different than any other relationship I've been in. Like it, it just we resonate very well together. We have the same ideals, values. So it's just it's it's a perfect Yeah, we work well together. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Man, this is awesome. It's so cool to hear that something can can click and happen so easily. I mean, I don't know if every step of the way felt easy, but it just it seems like it flows based on what you guys are just saying. And that's so cool. What? So I'm curious, Carson, like, when you're messaging Brietta, like when you message her for the first time, were you nervous to do that? Because I've talked, you know, I talk about dating all the time with people in the primal community. And I am someone who gets really nervous to like ask if someone's single or like kind of hit on them online. And I noticed like some guys feel the same as me. How did you feel when you were reaching out to her? Um, no, I don't think I felt nervous at first. Uh, I felt a little nervous when things kind of started picking up and we were about to meet. But um, <laughs> shortly after that, it, it settled and I didn't feel nervous around her or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just had a really good feeling about it when I messaged her and it ended up working out well. And uh, I'm, I'm blessed, definitely. Um, I know a lot of people aren't as fortunate in like the uh, relationship world. Um, but... And we also live close to each other, mm -hmm. which helps. Yeah, yeah. I lived in uh, Sacramento, California, and she's from Las Vegas, so it wasn't that that far. What is that? Twelve hours? Like nine. Yeah, nine nine hours. So yeah. Yep, it's been really nice. Flows very well. Awesome. And so, yeah, wait, you guys must have gone camping really quickly after you met online, too. Did you just find out that, hey, we're close, we might as well just hang out and what two primal people aren't going to go to a bar and have drinks, so you might as well go camping? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that actually unfolded. We were just kind of talking. Um, we just... wanted to slaughter something together. Yeah. Like, well, we'll have to do that outside somewhere. So we went camping. Yeah, we actually, the first time we met, um, we went camping with a couple of buddies of mine and we slaughtered a goat. That was the first time either of us have ever been a part of that process. And uh, it was it was magical, definitely. And then uh, 
she went back to Vegas and what was it? Like six days. Like six days. And then we were just like basically fuck it. Like let's let's go travel around and see what uh life brings us. And we've been together twenty four seven ever since then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. beautiful. That's so awesome. Man. Yeah, okay. And then I guess if we can back up a little bit, I'd like to hear how both of you found the primal diet. Like we could have started there, but I'm all excited to hear about your guys's relationship. Um, but yeah, how? So Carson, you've been on primal for a year and a half. Abrietta, how long have you been on the diet? Uh, I've been strict primal for maybe ten months, maybe almost a year. But I like started eating raw like five years ago, but not strict at all. Wow. So you found the primal diet five years ago? Yeah, I found out about Jonas five years ago, but I wasn't, I was still eating like whatever. Wow. That's so like, I guess impressive to me because I just found the diet a year ago and I'm 31 and I'm like, how did I just go through life not knowing about this at all? Oh, it's just, it's exciting to me to hear about people. You guys are really ahead, you know, you're ahead of the game. Um, so Carson, what was it like for you to discover the diet? Um, well, originally when I was 17 and a half, maybe 18, I, uh, I got into like spirituality <laughs> And I was kind of like the hippie type, and I gravitated more towards veganism. I actually just jumped right into it. I, I was like a junk food vegan for like six months, and then I found out about raw, and so I was like raw vegan. Skinny. Yeah, I was really like really skinny. It was it was bad. Um, I was doing juice fasting all the time. I I hopped into the raw fruitarian diet. I was actually trying to attain like the breatharian state. Like I was trying to just survive off of air. It was just, it was severe mental illness, definitely. And uh, I don't know. I just, I got to a point that I was, I had been hospitalized like four or five times for different um, health problems. My hair was falling out. Like I had something going on with my heart and lungs and um yeah and then i was at like the breaking point you know like end stage veganism and i i was like i gotta start eating meat so i added in fish and i noticed a dramatic change like i just i could think so much clearer just by adding in salmon to my diet and um then i found out about sean baker and paul saladino and i started eating the carnivore diet and then i found uh Svedia. Uh, gatis and I started eating raw meat and that was like a whole mind-blowing experience for me it was like a whole new world um and then uh one of his videos he messed he mentioned Ajinis and I looked him up and I was like oh like this dude's a little bit more advanced than Gatis even and so I started looking into Ajinis's work and uh, later on, I, I completely just stopped listening to Gatis. I think he's mentally ill and kind of retarded. Um, <laughs> but Ajinis is is really where it's at. 
I know there's like a, a very clear divide in people that, you know, gravitate more towards Gatis or Ajinis. And um, it's it's really interesting the types of people that uh, gravitate towards either of them. It's like, I feel like Gatis kind of attracts like very damaged people. And I know that he he has helped push the primal like movement basically like very well because of his his following and his uh, online, presence. online presence and whatnot um but yeah so i i got into the uh, strict primal diet and it was completely different than just rock carnivore um i feel a lot better i've gone through more wow. detoxes on yeah. um, this and after each detox i feel better than i did before the detox so i know that it's something like it's there's something to it um but yeah that's that's basically how i um found the diet yeah okay so what do you feel like the the main differences between the two types of people because i'm not very familiar with this other guy the what what's his name uh, Gatis, or I believe it's pronounced Sveria, which okay. is, I, I think it's just Sweden. Um, he's on YouTube. He's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he's like the, <laughs> it's Ajinus and Gatis. That's like the main, like, raw meat guys online. Um, yeah, that's really surprising that you've never heard of him, actually. Um, but yeah, so right, yeah, you should interview him. <laughs> okay, I'm interested. Send me his stuff. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Does he have long blonde hair? He did. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think I know who he is because somebody else recommended, but I just didn't know how to say his name. So I guess to hear you, you guys say the pronunciation. I wasn't sure if that was him. Yeah, I was thinking about asking him, but I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if the energy clicks, you know, I kind of like feel out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Definitely. He's a, he's a strange character, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, going back to your question about uh, the two different types of people, um, what I've noticed, at least, because I used to be really active in the Telegram chats, the Primal Telegram chats, mm -hmm. and uh, I've noticed that the Gatis followers tend to be very unstable and, like, very edgy and just really, really strange people that have a lot of healing to do. Um, whereas the Ajinis followers, like, they're a lot more stable and like logical and not deranged. <laughs> it's a, it's a clear divide. Um, I think the more people you come across from each side, you'll, you'll notice that too. It's very interesting. Yeah, totally. I still feel relatively new to the primal world, I guess, because I was half-assing it. I found the diet through West row and I was half-assing it for like a year up until like, maybe a month ago. So I never did a lot of research. I just like talked to people that were into it. And it's interesting to hear you say that the prime, the Ogenous followers are more stable because listen, I've met some amazing people in this diet, uh, in the world of this diet. And I've met some people that 
seem really unstable <laughs> in this diet. So, so maybe I, maybe I am coming across more people that are not so much following ogenous. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting to hear about yeah. <laughs> it. It'll be interesting to continue to discover this world, but, but do you, do you find that there are still some ogenous followers that are, I, I just see a lot of hate in this community, which, which, and a lot of love, right? But I kind of see 50-50, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I find it so interesting that even people within the diet turn on each other. Like, usually it's like, um, I think um, Joey, um, I had, oh, I can't remember, Joey Sh Schwartz, I think. I had him on my podcast as well. And he was, I think he said something about that. Like, yeah, in, in veganism, they're very dogmatic, but they're kind of together a little bit. And Primal, I feel like there's still a lot of hate just within the community. And I found that really bizarre. But at the same time, I know that like, it's a diet of great healing. And I don't know, maybe people are really, they have a lot of shit that they're going through. And that's part of the problem. And that's why they need great healing. So I'm curious what you guys think about that. Like even within the ogenous followers, have you come across a lot of hate still? Oh, yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that, too. It's, uh, I mean, this is the most intense healing diet there is. So, of course, there's going to be very damaged people mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, and, yeah, and I, I do think that it can cause issues to arise. And I don't think a lot of people are conscious enough to to really be aware of that and work on those those things that are arising. Instead, they get consumed by it um it that's what i notice um yeah it's 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 a very strange phenomenon <laughs> it is definitely yeah. what a world what a world um but then i feel like pretty quickly you find just as much as you find the haters and you're like whoa this person is like i have like a group of haters i'm like i'm not even really like in this world or trying to you know they just find you but then you also find the really great people you know like we're here together and now we've met and that to me it's worth it because just there are some great people in this world as well very true. Yeah. Um, so, Brietta, do you have a past in veganism as well? Like, do you kind of resonate with Carson's story? I was a vegetarian kind of for about 10 years growing up, but I was never vegan. So, and then um, one day I, I got a puppy when I was like 20. And I was feeding him raw meat and I was still like vegan or vegetarian at the time. And I was like looking at the food. It's like, why am I feeding my dog better than I'm eating? And I like started eating meat that day. <laughs> Whoa, that's but, awesome. Then did you like search online about raw meat? Uh, like a couple years later, I was on Reddit. I don't know what I was doing, but I came across like carnivore, like cooked carnivore. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Cause like everything the government is pushing and telling you is backwards and upside down. So I was like, of course meat is like the proper human diet, not veganism. Yeah. So then I just went down that rabbit hole and found ajanus and raw meat and spurge and all of that. And yeah. it just clicked right away. That was right. 
Man, I don't think I've run into one person who does this diet who wasn't led here intuitively. Like everyone says some version of like, it just rang true or it just clicked or it just like felt like, of course, of course, that's what we're supposed to eat. And that's kind of what it, what it felt like for me. And, and Carson, did it, did you feel like that too, after you realized that veganism wasn't working for your body? Yeah, definitely felt like that. Um, I noticed very quickly that when I would ingest raw meat, bless you, um, it's almost like I use the analogy that it's like, um, what is that thing? The, the black goo from Spider-Man, the symbiote, you know, you know what I'm talking about no. from Venom? It, oh, okay. It's, it's like, like a, a yeah. So it like kind of, I don't know. I use that analogy that it like absorbs into you and you don't, you don't have any, like, I don't know. It's, it's really weird because you're eating what you're made out of. Yeah, you know, it's like melts into your yeah, so it's um, it's really interesting. It's like it's just it becomes part of you, and that's not um, the same way with uh, like vegetables and yeah, like other foods, become like your muscles, yeah, yeah. It was mine when I, I started realizing that, that it would just digest so easy, and there would be like no, like no sign that i just ate like a pound of meat i've literally never thought of it like that and it's kind of blowing my mind right now i'm like yeah that does make sense and it feels that way and when i was eating vegetables i i mean i do here and there even on the primal diet but when i was eating majority vegetables and beans everything was going right through me. There was no sign that I was digesting it. So it's cool to think about it as like the meat's just kind of melting into your body because it sure feels like that. And like the reactions that I've gotten from fat is like amazing, just like phenomenal for my mental health. So I, I see it too as like something that's that my body like yes, it's melting into me, but my body's like grabbing for it too. Like, it's like, I could feel my brain like super hungry for the fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's that? It coats your nerves, the fat. Mm. Calms you down and stuff. Yeah. I like how you guys describe things. Like I haven't really thought of stuff like that like in these words before and it's resonating with me a lot um okay cool so how all right where do I start because I want to hear about how you guys are doing with the baby and I guess let's can we start there and then we can talk about how you're working primal into your life because I imagine that I don't know maybe the day-to-day -day looks different Brietta now that you're pregnant and like I guess I'd love to first hear about like what kind of changes you made, if any, now that you have a baby coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, besides when I first got pregnant, I got a really strong red meat aversion. Mm. That was really difficult for us. And then that's when we started doing more of um, the recipes from the recipe book. Just to add flavor, because we were doing a lot of just like plain raw meat and butter and milk and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But nothing's really changed. I feel fine. The only symptom of pregnancy I have is like my belly getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
literally it. Yeah. Amazing. Man, that's so cool. Do you guys have a favorite recipe that you're eating right now? Um, yeah, I've actually, I've created a couple recipes of my own. Um, she really likes, I call it bitchin' chicken sushi. And it's, uh, it's delicious. Yeah. Um, I'll have to send you the recipe for it. It's, it's basically like a, a sushi recipe, but we use chicken breast instead. Yeah, it's like a sushi bowl. Yeah. Super spicy. Yeah, we use a lot really of hot good. peppers. <laughs> I really like spicy stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was actually, Matt was just, um, he wrote in, in the Primal Meetup app that he was using habanero. And I didn't, I, okay, so still haven't read the book. And everyone's like, you know how people are. They're like, read the fucking book already, you know, because I'm asking people questions. That's a whole thing in itself. But haven't read the book. Didn't know actually until today or yesterday that you could have spicy stuff i just thought that was hard on digestion um mm -hmm. like what 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 is your guys's experience with that did you have a hard time with spicy stuff before what's your experience with it now because for me it's like it has always meant like heartburn and like i'm not digesting as well hmm. that's interesting um i don't remember if it used to digest well because i used to eat like spicy mexican food and whatnot when I was a teenager, I don't know. I can't really think back and pinpoint like if I got any like heartburn or anything. Alcohol. Mm. Yeah, the spices. Yeah. I feel like they definitely digest well um, on this raw diet. So we're eating it with a lot of fat. Yeah, lots of butter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm stoked because it sounds fun. I mean, I'm I'm still in my kind of plain phase, just starting with the diet. So it's like plain meat, plain fish. And so, yeah, some spice sounds good. Please send me the recipe. <laughs> I want to try it. Um, it sounds good. So, okay. So no symptoms with the pregnancy. This is amazing. And it kind of made sense when you said, well, not much has changed since I got pregnant. I mean, the diet's already set up for great health, right? So like you just kind of keep doing what you're doing. Do you feel like you have to eat a lot more or do you just like follow your intuition with hunger? I feel hungrier, but I'm still getting like just as satiated from the same amount of food I was eating before. So like, I'll feel really hungry, but I won't eat much more than I was eating before. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you basically just let the baby grow, right? Like it, you don't feel like, like you just feel like if you're doing the diet and you're moving through, like listening to your body, you don't really have to make any special plans for the baby. Is that right? It was? Sorry. It's been pretty simple. Cool. It's been pretty simple. Yeah. It's, it's really bizarre, actually, because I always hear about, like, all the problems pregnant women have and stuff. Like, she hasn't really been, like, over-emotional. She does get a little moody sometimes. Hungry. But it's, it's when she's hungry. And, uh, yeah, she hasn't had any, like, morning sickness or anything. It's, yeah, it's really bizarre to me. 
so cool. Yeah. But I've heard like people have been saying that, oh, if you <laughs> if you're doing the primal diet and you've done it for a while, the baby just kind of comes out and you just sit in a bath and that's it. You know, it. I guess that's that's written about in the book maybe that it's supposed to be like a super easy process or one of Ajahn's books or he's quoted to say that, right? let you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i don't recall eating that but um, he does eat raw meat the babies kind of just come out like one oh. or two pushes interesting yeah mm -hmm. very cool yeah and it's awesome because you guys are living it now it's funny <laughs> it's just you're just like oh yeah it's just not really not really much happening it's just growing a human inside of you but this is so cool because it's supposed to be that way you know like I'm on the quest to achieve a painless period right now. In the States, women are having all these hormonal issues and periods are, it's such a big deal. People have PCOS, it's a huge problem. And then you go to the, like, you know, Weston A. Price Foundation has interviewed a lot of tribes and they're like, what period pain? We don't even know what that means because that's not even a thing. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, it's, it's, it could be such a big deal or not a big deal at all, depending on the healthier body. And it's pretty cool to see what's possible for us as humans, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So are you guys doing a free birth? Yes. Mm -hmm. God. Cool. <laughs> and um, Definitely. so that, that includes like not, never going to the doctor to get like checked up on throughout the pregnancy yeah we haven't gone many times i feel fine like i i don't feel like i'm having any problems so there's no reason to go like hospitals are for sick people if you're not sick you shouldn't be going to the hospital <laughs> damn i like that i like that makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense i'm planning to do the same thing so i'm trying to gather as much confidence as i can because i grew up with the mindset of go to the doctor if you feel like anything is off you know and i've worked away from that mindset but it i feel like there's still something in my brain where when i get pregnant i'm gonna be like oh no i'm nervous i have to make sure the baby's okay um when like I really need to trust myself, you know, but sometimes it takes other people to just say, Hey, I did it. And it worked out fine. You know what I mean? Do you guys, you seem pretty secure in your belief systems, but do you guys ever get nervous about that or kind of second guess yourself? If I start reading to like many horror stories online about pregnancy, I'll get worried for a minute, but then I like take a step back. And I'm like, everything is fine. Nothing is wrong. Yeah. And I feel Or like family, they'll be like asking you questions or they're worried about you. And, you know, they just tell you like the same things that you read online. And you're just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, that programming is it's very, it's, <laughs> it's definitely there. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of feel the same, Carson, just if depending on what information you're exposed to, but you just kind of keep going back to your value system. Yeah, um, 
Honestly, my my beliefs never really get like shaken or anything. I don't really get too worried about that type of stuff. I just know like, you know, things are gonna work out how they're supposed to work out. So. I'm gonna show you pictures of birds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Videos of birds the other night. He was like, "Are you sure you don't want to get a doula?" Yeah, I was. I was kind of saying like we should probably get someone in the room to assist that it has experience um i know we can do it it would just put my mind at ease a little bit more um so yeah but she doesn't want that so i'm gonna respect that and not push it on her <laughs> <laughs> i get it i get it so brietta do you do you you know for sure that you don't want anyone else in the room just because you will be more comfortable without them there? Yeah, my mom was originally going to be there, but we just had to move across the country away from her. So, but yeah, I just want Carson to be there. I'll be best. And it'll be like special. It'll be more special for us and our baby. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Me too. I'm excited to see updates from you guys. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, kind of like what you were saying with Brietta, with like, when you talk to people, they can influence what's going on in your brain. And if you're second guessing yourself, obviously, like, it's up to us to stay strong in what we believe in. But it's kind of a human nature thing for some of us. Or maybe it's more, it's more so for the ladies because we're a little more empathetic, I'm not sure. But um, same thing happens to me big time. And it's interesting because recently I've been like just noticing it It really depends. What I'm thinking really depends on who I'm looking at online and just basically who I'm around. Um, so to me, if a doula's there, it's like one other person to like put vibes out into the room that may sway what I'm thinking and the decisions that I'm making. So if something happens and you need to make a decision in that moment I think I would also just like to have me and my partner there because I fully trust both of us you know I think like what you're saying about having outside opinions it's it's a little bit harder to stay on track with what feels right to you you know yeah it's true yeah. you never know what kind of person they are too until like it's happening you're in the room giving birth and you like she might be like oh no we have to go to the hospital like for no reason that happens a lot with doulas they like make you go to the hospital yeah i was and mind blown like, when she told me that i was like what that's crazy like in california it's illegal for them to like help move the baby inside of you so they have to bring you to the hospital so it's just different it's just weird so i want to do anything Yep. <laughs> that makes sense like it makes sense that you wouldn't want that and I heard that too that I guess it's like a liability thing they they don't want maybe they don't want you to sue them if something goes wrong so they have to take you to the hospital and it's just too too much it's nice to you guys are just really keeping it fully natural that's awesome um so what are your plans for parenting? I'm guessing homeschool is going to happen. Yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. What specifics do you want to know about our plans with parenting? Mm, like, what's your, I guess, what your out, oh, this is a good one. I kind of just want to hear whatever thoughts you guys have on parenting, but to narrow it down and make it easier to answer, what about like the primal diet? I would imagine you're going to feed the baby a primal diet as the kid gets older, as your child gets older, what's your outlook on that primal diet versus like the typical American way of life? Um, definitely going to feed him or her uh, completely raw. Um, you know, I mean, when they get of age to make their own decisions, if they really want to, I don't think they will, but if they want to eat other food, then I'm not going to stop them. Um, that'll be their choice, but at least they had that leg up, you know, um, growing up. And I'm really interested to see if they're like, even like interested in other kinds of food when you're raised on a raw diet, like what that would even taste like to somebody who has never really had that kind of food. Yeah. I, I feel like that would, it would be unappealing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're raised raw with all these weird scents and flavors and stuff and like Salt. this modern yeah it's really bizarre i don't think anyone would like that but i could be wrong i don't know yeah i know i think it's so interesting because we don't have like a ton of accounts of people who have done it but i have seen some some people comment on youtube about how they've had they were doing this like way back when they like knew ogenous and all that men and you, you knew about it, Brietta, for five years. I'm like, I just, I thought this was a new thing, but some people have, there are accounts of people who have raised their child primarily, which is cool because you guys can, you know, reach out to them if you ever wanted to. And I like this idea about letting your child, letting your kid kind of make their own decisions too. That sounds, it just sounds healthy to me to keep an open mind. And I guess that's something that all parents have to deal with, right? Like, do I try to keep my kid in a form that feels safe to me as their parent? Or do I let them make their own decisions and have their own kind of learning experience? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to control the diet until, you know, they're fully conscious and able to make rational decisions. Um, I don't know what age that'll be because it, it might be sooner than most kids because he's going to be have that leg up. But um, yeah, definitely not going to like listen to a little kid if they want something else. Like we're going to definitely. Colorful yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're going to control yeah. that for a while, but not forever, obviously. Yeah. Cool. You guys seem like you're. Day. What's up? Oh, I was just going to say, because at the end of the day, it's their life. You know, they get to make their own decisions. and We're just trying to give them the best start possible. Yeah, I love it. I was going to say yeah. that you guys really seem like you're on the same page, like very much so on the same page, which is cool. You told me that when we started our conversation, but it's cool to really see that happen between you right now. And was that just naturally the case when you were talking about parenting and getting into these topics? Yeah. yeah. I think that's also why we like immediately wanted to have a child together because 
really do. Yeah, and I also think that's the natural way to do things. Like, you know, in a natural environment, you would find a mate and you would have a child. You you would breed. So I think that's uh we did it the right way, definitely. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. That's so cool. It's so true too. And every even parents that I don't know, every parent has told me you figure things out as you go, no matter what. You can't like plan your way out of surprise learning experiences as a parent. It just doesn't happen. I haven't had anyone say that you can like plan your way into. I mean, you guys, obviously you have a plan because you're, you have your values and what's important to you, but I think it's cool that you just did it. You just wanted to have a kid and you're having a kid. It's, it's cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. What kind of benefits have you guys seen? I'm skipping around a little bit here, but what kind of benefits have you guys seen in yourselves with the primal diet over time? <laughs> There's a lot. You, you can go first. <laughs> if you want. Um, I guess like my mood is very stable now. Yeah, no more anxiety. My depression has really gone away. Um, my skin is cleared up, definitely, but I didn't really have many problems before I started, but I'm pregnant and I feel great, so. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I mean, it's a drastic change because coming from such a intense vegan, uh, I don't know, I guess journey, because I went through a bunch of different diets, um, yeah it, it's like a whole night and day uh, difference like i had a lot of brain fog depression anxiety i mean i'm talking crippling anxiety when i was at like the height of my veganism i was also smoking a lot of weed like all day long i was also doing lsd so i was like just not in a good space but even when i was sober just going in a grocery store was like so difficult for me. Yeah, like I literally had my dad go with me and I was like 18 years old. Like it was really bad. Um, like I just, I had a lot of like delusions and paranoia that people, I don't know, they were like agents or some some shit. I don't know, just like spying on me. So it's... It, it, I definitely dealt with like a lot of mental illness and I think that it might not have stemmed from veganism, but that definitely exacerbated it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So it was really bad. And then once I started, you know, eating meat and eventually raw meat, like I just became a completely different person. Like it was like, it brought me back down to earth. Like I was just so like, up in my head up in the clouds all the time that it really like solidified who i was and it's crazy to give that much credit to like an external source because i'm all about like you know realizing like your divinity and whatnot but that's a whole different topic um it's it's really trippy to me that something external like that can have such an impact on like my emotional spiritual and physical state like i went from being like a really scrawny ass dude to like building a decent amount of muscle um 
Like I, I don't really get tired very often unless it's like at the end of the day, then I'm, I'm wiped out. But I used to get tired a lot and a lot of brain fog, like I said. So all of that, all of that went away, especially when I started doing the high meat, high liver. Um, that was like, it was a whole different ball game. Um, I also did the, uh, the high liver suppository once and that like, it destroyed my depression. Like it, it no. just, it, it's really bizarre. Um, I was like a completely different person after that. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm so, she says I'm like militant about <laughs> the primal diet, but I'm just very strict because I know that the benefits that it's given me and it's, happen. yeah. And like, what could happen if I went back to eating like bullshit or like even straight away? I don't want to risk that. You know, I've been down that terrible rabbit hole and I don't want to go back, you know, so I'm I'm going to stay strict with it for the foreseeable future. And it's it's a it's a magical diet. It really is. It's so true, man. I was just in therapy. Like I I just had my therapy session. I told you guys because I had to reschedule. But for those listening, I was just in therapy and I was telling her, man, my mental health has been just amazing after I've started this diet. And I feel um, just kind of crazy saying that, you know, because I don't I like to take all factors into account. And I've seen people sometimes like, for example, some people when they start veganism, they get like really excited and they feel amazing. And then slowly over time, they stop feeling so good. You know, it's like a diet honeymoon phase. And I've been eating raw meat for like a year now, but um, I just keep keep telling her, I just feel better and better on this diet. And there's just something that I'm kind of, I'm a little self-conscious about or something like, how can a diet be this powerful? Like, okay, a diet can maybe make your physical health great, but mental health and spiritual health. And all of a sudden I feel so intuitive with my body, like more than ever before. I like that you say it's, it's kind of funny to say that this can all come from a diet because I was literally feeling the same earlier today. Like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to say that that so such life changing processes can happen based on what kind of food you're eating because that's not really how we treat things in the states. Yeah. We would destroy the whole pharmaceutical industry. Mhm. Mm mhm. Yeah, with pharma. Yeah. Um so what Matt is probably going to ask you guys this question, but I want to know myself now. What is your guys' daily routine like? Hmm. Well, in terms of what? Just like the whole day? The diet. Okay, the diet. Um, yeah, it depends. Lately, I've been eating uh, my meat meal in the morning. She's not a huge fan of that. She likes making milkshakes in the morning. Um yeah, so we start off with that, and we're drinking milk throughout the entire day. Yeah, always drinking milk. Yeah, so we just moved to Tennessee, and the part that we are in now, um, there's an Amish community about 30 minutes away. So I went out there, and I, I basically food sourced and um, found some really good farms, uh, found a really good dairy farm 
that they only feed grass and hay, no grain whatsoever, no vaccines. And uh, he was willing to do fresh, unrefrigerated. So that's that's a huge plus, especially her being pregnant. And because, um, yeah, the baby is going to be drinking 50% breast milk, 50% goat or cow milk. So it's going to it's going to do um it's going to have a lot of benefits um getting that fresh unrefrigerated milk and it's really cheap out here too it's actually really crazy four dollars a gallon yeah four dollars a gallon yeah that's awesome yeah five dollars a pound for raw butter um sixteen dollars for a gallon of cream like it's it's bizarre and the eggs are 250 a dozen yeah. like that's unheard of now it's really it's bizarre yeah wow you guys picked a good spot did you do some research before you moved no no actually our buddies uh lived out yeah so we just we moved in with them um and it's like a really small town the town we live in it's basically like a retirement town like it's just old folks around here yeah it's all old people um the only supermarkets are kroger and walmart yeah there's no like yeah there's no like healthy food stores around here so i'm really glad that we found uh the amish <laughs> we were starving for like a day yeah yeah we were like thinking we were gonna have to drive towards nashville like every week to get food but no we don't gotta do that thankfully <laughs> sounds like god's will to me <laughs> i don't know what your guys's spiritual beliefs are but when i hear this stuff i'm just it, it's it's supposed to be part of your path that's just how i see it do you guys feel that way yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were pushed here for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a whole story that I don't really want to get into, but um, we were looking at property in Oregon and it just didn't work out. So uh, like last minute, we just hit up my friend and he needed roommates. So we packed up and traveled from Nevada to Tennessee. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice here. We're actually... Uh, the house is sitting on an acre, so we're gonna do chicken coop, um, maybe a couple dairy dairy goats, and a habanero farm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ordering some from you guys. Oh, and that reminds me too. Are you still? Do you still have your coconut cream business going, or is that something that you want to do in the future? I would like to. The only thing is it puts a lot of strain on, or stress on the, the juicer itself to be making that much coconut cream. So if I was to do that, I would have to get, um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's the angel juicer and it's like, it's like $1,500. Yeah. It's, it's pretty pricey, but it's completely stainless steel. So nothing can break on it. Um, yeah, we've already broken a piece on our juicer. Yeah, actually two pieces are broken on the juicer. So they are made out of plastic, mm -hmm. which is retarded. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh well, we would like to get back in and doing that. It's fun. Yeah, and I, I love being able to provide people with that. Um 
it's definitely something that you can't buy. Yeah, a lot of people don't have access to it, and a lot of people can't afford the juicer. Where make it right? Yeah. If you're buying. Right. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I hope someone else picks up and starts doing it while you know while we're trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, it was like <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it's a really powerful substance, definitely. <laughs> Um, you can't eat too much of it. Yeah, you can't eat too much. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy in the primal community. I'm not going to name names, but people watching this probably know who I'm talking about. Uh, he, like, binged on uh, on moldy coconut cream, and he's, like, he lost his mind. Like, he's pretty crazy. He's, like, a, I don't know. He's obsessed with, like, trying to be an authority figure on Telegram primal telegram <laughs> it's so bizarre yeah he's he's really crazy uh, um yeah anyways i'm not gonna name names because i don't want drama but i'm just saying drama yeah. <laughs> man those telegram groups woo! i spent not too long in a couple of those like one i came in and i left immediately <laughs> because <laughs> I just saw what was going on and I apologize for anyone who's who has a telegram group that's not super toxic you know I don't mean yours I just I, I visited a couple telegrams groups and I was like goodbye <laughs> it's just crazy but that's what we're talking about the drama in the in the primal world yeah I know it gets nuts it gets nuts um but I think it's so cool that you have this entrepreneurial spirit because I I really think we need that in this in this community because everyone i think a lot of people are new to the diet not everybody but a lot and we haven't quite figured out like how to make money and build money when spending so much time on the diet because it's it can get expensive depending on where you are and what your situation is and you spend a lot of time figuring it out like that's basically all i'm doing right now and that feels good to me but it's a lot and I can't imagine having another full-time job. So when I heard that you were you were selling and shipping out some uh, coconut cream, I was like, this is actually, I think that's, that's maybe what drew my attention to you, Carson, because Matt was telling me that you have this business anyway. I was like, this is what we need. We need people to start figuring out how to build money because we just need people with money in this world. You know, that's, that's kind of just like how communities can get built. That's how resources can get distributed to us. You know what I mean? It's very um, individualist right now. And I think we can come together a lot more. And you helped people do that with what you were doing with the coconut cream. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's it's great for us to be thinking like that. Like, what do people need? And what can people not get? Because like you say, it's a beautiful, it's how things should be. Like not everyone has those resources that you had. So you provided those resources and then you, there is an exchange of energy. You also get money to get more resources. I think it's great. Definitely. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know how we started on that. I actually got that idea. I think it was from her mom. mom. Yeah. Her mom suggested that we sell it. And, uh, yeah, it was it was going good for a little while, and then a couple parts on the the machine broke, and I just said it's not worth it. Like, you know, we were 
straining that juicer like so much that I don't want to break it and not have a juicer for celery juice and stuff like that. Like I can only do so much <laughs> with coconut cream. So yeah, like I said, I, I hope someone else um, gets inspired by it and starts selling coconut cream because like I said, it's a very powerful substance. Um, the stainless steel juice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For someone yes. watching this, get the stainless steel uh, <laughs> angel juicer and uh, start selling coconut cream. I will be your first customer. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> but you're inspiring people to do this, you know, even if you're not doing it right now, it's like, I never thought of that. And now I'm kind of thinking, oh, I have a pretty, it's not a stainless steel juicer, but I have like a pretty powerful juicer and other people will get inspired to do it too. So that's, it, that's good. It's just cool to see information pass like that, you know? Um, so yeah, you mentioned addictions was a topic that you wanted to talk about. And then you mentioned that you had somewhat of a dependency on weed. Can you talk a little bit on that as well? I love this topic because I used to do a lot of drugs and huge alcohol problem. Weed was never so much of a thing, but I know it's a big, I guess, quote unquote, problem in the primal community. It gets talked about a lot, how people have a really hard time kicking weed. And yeah, I'd love to hear about your guys' outlook on that. Yeah. Um, any like specific questions you want to ask about that? Because I know we talked in the uh, in DMs about that. You posted something on your story like someone's response to a question about, uh, I, I don't know, refresh my memory. I, I forgot exactly what it, what it was about. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I can't remember what that was. But we've been talking a lot about, I guess, how, oh, yeah, I remember what it was. I was dealing with some, I have someone in my family who is having a really hard time with mental health. And we're kind of just like waiting for a call at this point. So I put something out on my stories about that, just like how I was feeling. And someone responded and said, oh, you should try weed to cope. And I get why they said that in the sense that if someone's life is in danger and they're in danger of taking their own life, use the fucking weed or whatever will help you get past this moment where you want to do something that could end your life. And Carson, you, we, we both kind of acknowledged that point, but you said, you know, weed was not something that was therapeutic to me at all. And I feel the same. That's not how I would cope. So yeah. Do you, can you like vibe with what I've told you just now? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think in like, you know, severe cases like that like someone is you know about to end their life we're really contemplating it um i think it's worth a try i i just don't know it's like it could go either way it could help or it could actually intensify their thoughts and i think that's uh that's a huge problem um yeah for me i always used it like as a coping mechanism um, and it started from a young age when I was around like 12 years old. My brother died. He uh, drowned when I was 12 years old. He was 18. And so I had a lot of trauma from that. And uh, I wasn't one for like therapists or anything like that. Even at a young age, I just thought it was it was stupid. Um, 
and not necessary, but I'm I'm sure it could have helped me if I would have uh, accepted it. But anyways, so I started using drugs and uh, I don't know if it's just like my personality type or, or just, uh, I don't know. It's just, I was using every drug that I could get my hands on, except like heroin and stuff. I did meth a little bit when I was like 14, 15. Um, it was just like, for me, it was like trying to take myself out of this fucked up reality and it was like each drug is like a different channel you know like a tv channel so i would like tune into that channel and like escape this reality that's the way i looked at it and uh yeah so i used that all the way up until i was like 18 years old actually like 21 um not hard drugs i stopped hard drugs around 17 and then I was still a major stoner, like smoking like four blunts a day, like a lot of weed, um, just staying high all the time. And it's it's really bizarre to me thinking about it now, like in a sober mind, is that I never had that development as my true self because I was always like weed Carson instead of like sober Carson. So I'd never had like the experiences I had were while high so i didn't gain the knowledge and whatnot that i needed as sober carson so once i got sober it took me a while to really find myself like who i thought i was was not who i was you know and it's like it's a really trippy realization um when you oh, how, how long is that from 12 years to like 21 years old yeah that's nine years of just being someone that i'm not and uh yeah so it was like really like reality shattering for me um when i decided to get sober and it's i mean i'm i'm a lot closer than i was but i'm not even near like finding myself like it's a long journey i have a long way to go um so yeah that that's my perspective on weed is that it can really induce like delusions and i don't know keep you in this reality that's not real it's not real out reality you know so it's i don't know i think some people can benefit from it like like i just said that severe cases like if they're gonna you know in their life or they're contemplating it it could maybe snap them out of it but I don't think it's good to be dependent on a substance. Um, I know a lot of stoners will say, oh, dude, like, I just I just smoke it to calm me down, bro. Like, it's just that's all that's all it is. I could stop anytime I, I wanted. But that's not the case at all. Like, you can't do anything without yeah, smoking beforehand. That's how I was. Like, I had to smoke before any fun activity. Like, that's bizarre to me. Like, anything. Like, going to the movies, going on a hike, going to swimming park. to the park, anything. Like, I was like, let me smoke first. Like, it takes you, like, two hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's bizarre. Like, it's it's really it's a severe mental illness that people get drawn into. And, uh, yeah, so that's my perspective. I'm, I'm pretty much anti-weed now, anti-drugs. 
Uh, I think people can do what they want, but I think it's really retarded using any substance. Um, and I'm not saying like I I wouldn't do it at some point. Like if I was to grow my own weed that was like organic and uh, you know grown well, yeah. Even Ajinus talks about like consuming raw weed, like eating raw weed or juicing it, like fresh, like off the the uh the plant i would try that definitely but i just think that the weed nowadays is like tainted is poisoned so it affects you completely differently than how it should and uh yeah it, i don't know it's just it's a really trippy concept to me because people are just like stoners and people that use it recreationally uh they're just stuck in like this reality that's not really real you know it's it's bizarre. Um, yeah, how do you feel about weed? weed? Oh. I don't like weed. <laughs> I don't smoke weed. <laughs> and you never had a relationship much to addiction, Brietta? Oh, no, I did. Um, my On Easter, my one year sober from alcohol. So definitely not a problem with alcohol, but... Yeah. beautiful that's right you mentioned alcohol yeah same here um yeah i see weed as like and just another coping mechanism but also i i can see how it could be spiritual so kind of like what you're saying about maybe if you if you could really get some good quality stuff that you grew yourself that you felt good about consuming I think that can be a spiritual gateway. Like I've had some cool experiences on shrooms and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the, I think the way people are using it is like you said, I don't, I, it, it's being used like an addiction. And every time someone says something like I'm using weed just to calm me down, my mind always goes to, well, what's happening where you need to be calmed down? Like, why do you need to be calmed down? Obviously we're humans. So we go through different emotions and we're not balanced in a hundred percent of the time every second. But like, for example, right now, I don't feel like I need to be calmed down by anything. I just need to like eat food. Right. And I was so, I've had a ton of shit happen to me in my life and a lot of trauma and I've been really imbalanced in depression, anxiety, as well as both of you guys too. And at this point, I don't, I don't need to smoke weed to like calm me down or I don't even get to a state where I'm like, I'm freaking out or I'm so bored where I need to ingest something to make life okay. Cause like, that's kind of what I used to say about alcohol. Like, oh, life is just boring. I wanna, I wanna get excited about what I'm doing. So I use the same kind of reasoning, but to me, the, the balance in life or like life that felt really good was answering the question of why do I feel like life is boring? Like, why do I feel like I need something to make life feel good for me? Like. Do you guys, did, did you guys kind of have that, a similar approach to your addiction as well? Like, well, I need something to get me out of this and that's why I'm using this. Completely. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think it's worse, the worst when people use marijuana to um, like mask emotions 
that they don't want to deal with mm -hmm. because really all that does is put you in like a stagnant state and like stagnation breeds disease on all levels mm -hmm. so it's like they're using it and it's it's um stagnating their emotional flow and uh you know emotions are just energy in motion so if you stop that flow of energy like you just you don't make any progress as like a, a a human being it just keeps you in this like delusional state and uh yeah that's that's pretty much my thoughts on weed and addiction and whatnot it's just it's unnecessary it's so unnecessary there's so much better ways to cope and not even cope really just use like fix the actual problem. yeah get to the root you know instead of just masking it and like oh it'll go away on its own like no it's just gonna fester <laughs> like it's just gonna build up <laughs> it's yeah i couldn't agree more it's so true and it's so freeing it's so freeing to not need substances like it's it's freeing to me to be able to go out with my friends and dd and not need to drink to do anything be social or have fun and how freeing would it be for so many people who need to wake up and smoke weed every day how freeing would it be for them to be comfortable just being present and like super clear-headed like that's shit's that's freedom right there you know it's yeah it's it's cool it's cool what we're capable of we get to see that in the primal diet what what people are capable of so you mentioned our divinity as humans, something about that. Can you go into that? Because I'm curious more about your guys's spiritual beliefs. That's a, that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you have any like specific questions for me in that area? Because that's, that's a lot to unpack. I know. I ask the really general questions because I like to see what comes up for my guests just in the moment. But I always have specific questions, too, that I can come up with. Um, do you believe in God? It depends how you define God. Okay. Uh, I, I know there's something higher than me. Um obviously like i didn't create this earth you know there has to be something that created this re this experience this reality the human body is art yeah it's it's so intricate um so obviously i mean i in my opinion it's very ignorant to say like atheists for example i can't stand atheists like my least favorite people um because it's just it's really ignorant to deny like a creator like everything has so much intricate detail that there's no way this just it's like an accident or it just has always been here that it doesn't make any logical sense and i know you can argue that god is illogical and it's not going to make sense to the human mind but i don't think that's true because as above so below so it's like i don't know it's uh it's a lot. It's a lot to uh, unpack. But yeah, I believe that we have um, our own like sovereign divinity within us. I don't believe in worshiping anything outside of myself, although I can acknowledge um, higher beings. 
I don't think they're meant to be worshipped. I think yourself is meant to be worshipped. Um, because at the end of the day, unless you have a family, at the end of the day, like all you have is yourself, you know, and you're the one that gets you through the day. You're the one that, you know, makes it where you can lay down in a bed at night. I mean, it's just, that's, I don't know. It's just, it's all on you at the end of the day. So you got to really give yourself credit and a lot of religions um that's my problem is they give like all their power over to a god or like something outside of themselves and it's really selling themselves short because it's like do you not realize how much shit you go through on a daily basis and you're still like kicking you're still fucking doing your shit like you are powerful as fuck like as a human being, as a soul, as a spirit, you are so much more powerful than the spirit tells you. I mean, than the uh, system tells you to believe. Like it's, it's really bizarre. And that's why they put so much effort in poisoning us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like people know about the pineal gland and stuff. I don't know because I've never dissected a a human brain i don't know if the pineal gland is <laughs> the pineal gland i don't know if it's even a real thing but i know that like we have something inside of us that is divine and uh yeah we're honestly like some divine technology like we're like yeah it's really bizarre and like the technology that they're like creating nowadays is trying to replicate what we are and it's just it's not possible like we're we're something completely unique and uh obviously something there's something higher than us that created us so i don't see like something that created us in the past and we just got left here right something like that and uh i know there's a there's infinite theories on like our creation and like how we got here I don't really worry about that too much. It doesn't concern me very much. I'm not, that's what I was into when I was vegan and like hippie and shit. Like, excuse me. Um, I was just, I was so obsessed with like finding out like our origins and why we're here. What is the purpose of being on earth? You're not gonna find that on there, yeah, there's, <laughs> I think there's an inherent purpose. It's just like a experience. Like it's, like I said, there's so many theories on it. Um, like maybe we were like tr tricked into coming into this experience and we were trapped here as souls. I don't buy into that much. That's the whole archon like gnosis uh, aspect of spirituality. I don't really buy into that. I just think we should focus on what we can experience and not really, you know, worry too much about what was before or after us or like what's going on outside of ourselves like just focus on like your experience as a human being you know just doing your your daily stuff like it's it's beautiful and it's it's an amazing experience just being in the moment and being grounded and really like taking in everything that's around you, everything that you come across on a daily basis, all the interactions you have with new people, like everything. It's all just 
a learning experience like earth is a school and uh, and you get to choose like what courses you want to take you know oh God, yeah a lot of people don't take any <laughs> um but yeah it's i don't know that's that's kind of where i'm at spiritually is that like i said i'm not too concerned with anything outside of what i can experience and uh i know like i've had experiences within myself a lot of experiences but at the end of the day that stuff as far as i'm concerned it's not real it's just not real because i can't physically experience it you know and so i don't know i look at that stuff as delusions now i could be totally wrong that's just how i view it um so yeah i just think being grounded in the, the present moment is like the most beautiful experience that you can have um yeah what, what about you the same i'm still figuring it out it's not not something i'm concerned with right now really mm -hmm. that time yeah what we've been trying to learn about lately it's like this whole topic called whole man and it's like you know really reclaiming like your sovereignty freeing yourself from the system yeah because it's um once you're like part of this you know system like once you're entered into the public like you're no longer an individual like you're literally property of the system like that's that's literally all you are so that's what we're trying to figure out right now is like how to actually break free from that and it's all in wording because it's called spelling for a reason like you use spells on a daily mm -hmm. basis so it's it's really that that's all it is with the system is their wording so if you, once you figure out their wording like honestly like you can't be arrested you can't be fined for anything you can't do like have anything done to you by the system because yeah once you realize like truly and i'm not saying go out and commit a crime and say oh i'm a sovereign being you can't arrest me like it's like it's a it's a very it's a very intricate um topic that we're, we've just started scratching the surface of um but yeah it's it's very interesting um so we were looking at different options of uh like if we want to get a birth certificate for our child or not i don't know what we're going to decide on with that um we still have a lot to learn like i said um but yeah i think that oh my god <laughs> yes yeah, so, so i don't she said my my mom is gonna freak out when she watches this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. It's it's a very interesting journey that we're embarking on. Cool, yeah. and I think a certain amount of sovereignty, as you guys say, is needed on the primal diet because you have to detach from most of the restaurant food and what people usually do on a day-to-day -day basis and it's mm -hmm. 
very affecting. It affects our lives a lot, how we're eating and if we're eating at home all the time or not, or if we have a full-time job that we go into or not. Um, so it's, I think it's really cool that you guys are getting into this. I haven't heard this whole man um, philosophy, but I have been seeing the word sovereignty out there a little bit more and it feels good to me just energetically. The word feels good. What you guys are saying feels good. It makes sense. Um, and I've just seen it. I'm sure you guys can attest to this too. Just seen it in my life. Like I've seen what happens when I detach from systems and ideologies. And interestingly enough, I see it happen even in like, for example, the conspiracy world or even people who are like anti-society. I see what happens if I detach from their ideals. And you're right. You get so individualistic. You really understand, oh my gosh, I have all of these intuitive beliefs and values that I didn't even know I had because I was just repeating somebody else's shit you know what I mean it's I think it's it's a really cool thing that you guys are looking into and I would love to hear updates on this as well I don't know do you share do either of you share about it on social media no not yet because we don't know that much about it like I said we're just scratching the surface okay so I'll just ask you guys one last question. I would like to hear what you think the root of health is. I know it's another big question, but anything that comes to mind that's like the biggest pillar of health in your life that you can think of? Yeah, food. Like straight from the source, like really high quality stuff. Middleman. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I do think raw fat is the major, major like foundation of health. Um, and it's so bizarre that people don't know about that. Like just, outside. yeah, and going outside and getting your Touch feet on the grass, right? Um, so yeah, I think raw fat, you know, grounding, uh, whether it be like in a body of water or on dirt you know i mean you got to get that grounding in in the sunlight sunlight yeah definitely so raw fat meat sunlight grounding that's it yeah, yeah. sounds pretty good to me <laughs> carson and brietta thank you guys so much for coming on here and talking with me it was such a pleasure to have you here yeah it was awesome talking to you thank you amazing oh and you guys can find carson at primal return the it's a v instead of a u i'll link it in the show notes follow their journey um and support them support what they're doing thank you guys awesome thank you Finally. bye okay you guys i need your help here i want to get word spread about the info that we share in this show as much as possible. I want it to reach around the world. It already has. I want it to continue to reach around the world. And I want us to be able to share this information because this is empowering shit. You guys know that I only share empowering shit on here. I only share stuff that is going to make you feel like your dreams can become a reality and you can create what you want in your life and you can achieve what you want in your life and big changes can happen. Big evolution can happen in a positive direction in your life. I've done that in my life. It is my goal. It is my life purpose to help as many other people achieve that as well. 
So if you can help me do this, I would be so grateful. Please share this episode, share my podcast, other people about my podcast, share it on Instagram. I would just so appreciate that. Subscribe, uh, whatever we can do to get the word out more about this information. I love providing it for you guys. It makes me so happy and it would just mean the world to me if you continue to share it. I love you guys so much. Info on how to work with me is in the show notes. I have a group coaching course. I have one-to-one private coaching. I have a workshop. There will be more offerings in the future. I'm There's a lot going on. So all of this info is in the show notes and enjoy. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Talk to you soon. I love you.